This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So as promised, I'm going to cover the retailers this week. I know a lot of you are interested in this group. Along with the leisure and hospitality, it's probably one of the most exposed industries to the coronavirus impacts. Obviously, stores have now been closed all over North America, Europe, several other areas of the world. Um, But a lot still have online businesses. Those are still operating. But as we know, online, no matter how good it is, really cannot make up for the sales in the brick and mortar for um, the vast majority of retailers. And that number is still 85% of all sales in the United States are done in the brick and mortar stores. So gotta love that we have the online and a lot of people are using it right now, but we still are a nation of get out of the house and go shopping type of people. And so that's where they're really getting hit right now as all the stores are shut down. So on today's podcast, I'm excluding the retailers who are the grocery stores or the supermarkets from this analysis. They're all killing it. They're seeing a surge in business. And that would include the Walmarts, Target, um, Kroger, uh, Amazon, who has Whole Foods plus its own grocery store delivery business. Anyone else, I'm sure I forgot some, some of the dollar stores, those all carry food items as well. So I'm not talking about those today. I'm gonna cover some of the other areas. And as I've said for a long time on the podcast, that for retail, you have to buy the best. Why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you buy the strength? But I know a lot of you are lured in. You're lured in by those stocks that are under a dollar, or you're lured in by those companies whose brands you've used for 30, 40 years. Maybe you still even love those brands and still shop there. And you can't believe that they may go out of business or that they may not even be able to turn it around for quite some time after this big crisis is over. So um, I know there's a lot of emotion in dealing with retailers. I'm right there with you because I like to buy what I use as well. But uh, there's a lot going on with it right now. So I still encourage everyone to buy the strength. And I've said this many times when I've been doing uh, podcasts with the retailers on there. If you had a negative comp in your last quarter, so this last quarter would be Q4 for the retailers. That was the holiday quarter. There have been some, I've been listening to their calls, who have had negative comps for the holidays. The holidays are the peak quarter for almost all the retailers. They just are. And that's where they see the vast majority of their sales. If you cannot do well during that quarter, and specifically Q4 of 2019, when the economy was still humming, we had the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, Uh, job openings were at their highest in decades, the stock market was still booming, All of this was going on. People were feeling good. Consumer confidence at like multi-year highs and on and on. People were spending this holiday period. If you did not do well then, you're not going to do well now in the crisis. So that's why I encourage you, buy the strength, buy the companies that were killing it up until this big shock to the system. 
um, because those are the ones who are going to be able to come out of it stronger and better than ever before. So think about uh, those, some of those, again, uh, companies that are under a dollar that still had the negative comps for the holiday. Think about what is going on now with their comps. I'm shuddering to think about it. So it's just, it's going to be hard to come back for everybody, but choose the ones that have strength. Now, some of the ones that have strength might not be true values. Some of them were, you know, the more expensive growth stocks going into this. But that's what I'm going to be looking at on this podcast is if some of them maybe have turned into values here now that they have pulled back, um, are they cheap? Or should we be like diving into some of these? And um, or maybe they're not so much. Should we wait or should we just buy anyways? Because they are the ones that are the leaders and have the strength. Um, we're going to find out because I was kind of surprised at some of the valuations on some of these as I was getting ready for this podcast. So let's dive right in. I have five stocks, five companies that should be the strength here. I own three of them in my own portfolio because I try to buy the ones with strength too, um, even though it is a lure to see some of those other retailers that you know are trading under five dollars uh, just emotionally. That's the lure, the lottery stock. But I do own some of the strength because they've been killing it and that's what I want to own. So I'm going to lead it off with one of the best retailers that's out there right now in the in the world, Lululemon ticker LULU. They just reported uh, their fourth quarter. So we have up to date information from them. Holiday comps were massive. Again, they killed it, which they should do given how good the economy was and their product, which is very um, popular, let's just say. Comps were up 20%. Store sales, that's the brick and mortar, up 9%. Online grew 41%. They, um, you know, just killed it in the holiday, but that's in the past. So what are they doing now? They do have China stores. Those were shut down. They've reopened all of them except for Wuhan, which was opening, I believe, this week while we're recording this, uh, the first week of April. So then they're going to have everything reopened. It has been slow going. They're seeing an increase in the stores, in the sales at the stores as every week that goes on, which makes sense, right? People are a little gun shy. They're still kind of staying at home. They're not rushing out. So it's going to be slower going. Um, and then they have seen improving sales. Now, none of them are back to the pre-closing volumes, but the improvement continues to be there. So that's what we want to see. You want to see them gaining momentum, which they are doing. Now, Lulu seems to think U.S. consumers may react differently once our stores are open. They think we'll stay closed longer. Um, but then once they open, bam, we're going to want to run out. We do like to shop in the stores. We're going to run out. We're going to be out there spending for those of us who have jobs and not lost our, our jobs. And so we could see a bigger, like just boom right away, right when those stores open. But they're still engaging in online sales. So that's still going on. But the online sales cannot make up for the loss in the stores. So just FYI, they're not selling a false hope that online is going to cure everything. It's not. But uh, Lulu, big cash hoard sitting there. They have 1.5 billion in cash now. 
ready to deploy if they need it. And, um, you know, the product is pretty seasonal. They do have, or not seasonal, they do have some items that come out for holiday, spring, summer, some things. But otherwise, a lot of their product, a lot of their clothes that you can buy in March are the same ones that you will buy in, you know, September, October. So they don't have an issue with the trend changing and then they have to get rid of that inventory. So that's also a plus in the clothing area. Uh, the shares are not cheap. They haven't been for a while. This is a growth stock. I own it in my own personal portfolio. I bought it only last year and um, you know it wasn't cheap then, but I was buying the growth story and that 20% comp. So the PE is now at 40 times. That is down from where it was. The shares are down 21% now year to date. They bounced off their recent lows. Don't know if they're going to retest that and go back down, but they are still down 21%. There's no dividend. They did have a share buyback going. I'm not sure if they're halting that or what they're going to do with that, um, but they are shareholder friendly in that way. 24 billion market cap, but Lulu, you're still going to buy those yoga pants and their product and their brand is super strong so i gotta you gotta like them when things reopen so lulu is the first stock second one is ulta been getting a lot of questions about ulta i own it in my own personal portfolio as many of you know i've owned it for i want to say four to five years now i don't recall exactly when i bought it it's been a while um ticker is ulta l-u-t-a this is the other beast it's on the beauty side They've been killing it too with double digit comps. Those have pulled back because no company can keep doing double digits forever. Plus makeup has had a pause in the trends. So there's not one item on the makeup side that's really driving people to purchase. Um, we've seen some, there was lipsticks for a while, then it was um, brows and there's been some other trends but there isn't one right now. That will eventually come back and makeup will surge again. Makeup is the bigger percentage of the revenue though. So that's why the same store sales comps have come down, but Ulta's got other things going for it. It's got the skincare line. In their recent earnings report, they said customers were buying things to make themselves feel better while they're at home during these shelter in place and quarantine things. So they're buying a lot of face masks and um, skincare just for wellness is what Mary Dillon has said in interviews. And so another thing also to keep in mind with Ulta is the trend for natural beauty. This was already going on before the shelter in place, before the coronavirus even came, this new trend of natural looking makeup. I know that sounds strange, but it's wearing makeup, but it looks like you're not wearing any. And this was already a trend that could accelerate here as everybody is working from home. They're not wearing any makeup right now. They're gonna change their old routines. They're gonna decide, hey, I kind of like it that I didn't look all made up. And they may go to buying more of the natural beauty lines once this is all over. So they'll buy mascara that's not as crazy mascara as what they used to have. It'll look more natural as if they weren't wearing any. I know it's nuts, but uh, makeup and beauty is always nuts. But this is a trend that Ulta may be able to cash in on. Also, if customers are delaying their purchases right now, because a lot of us like to go to the stores, which are shut down, 
and wander the aisles and kind of try on samples and whatnot. Um, I do also think that will explode once they reopen. It will have been, you know, a month, two months where you couldn't go in and you're going to want something new. You're going to want um, something that just makes you feel more alive, so to speak. And beauty is where a lot of shoppers will head and also will be a beneficiary of that. So I feel like they too will see a big boost once these stores are open. Now, what do the shares look like? They're down 35% year to date now. So they've seen quite a big pullback here. PE now is just 14.8. This is one that surprised me. Um, estimates may probably likely be cut here as we go forward. Everything's going to get cut, but that's to be expected. So the PEs may rise a bit because that E is going to go down. But this is one where you could see the big bounce back in the second half of the year and then heading into the holidays. So 10 billion market cap, no dividend. They were going to do a huge share buyback program. I'm sure that's on hold now, but I don't know for sure. Um, but they did have over a billion dollar share buyback program they were going to put into place on top of the one they were just finishing. So cash flow is good with Ulta and they've got cash on hand and they've tapped their revolver in case they need it. So Ulta, good management. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. And the ticker ULTA. Then turning to another one I own is on the furniture side. This might not be what you're thinking of. Um, Williams and Sonoma, WSM is the ticker there. They don't own just Williams and Sonoma. They also own the hottest furniture brand in the industry, West Elm. They own Pottery Barn, and then they own Pottery Barn Teens and Kids. So they have four different divisions. All of them killed it in the fourth quarter because, again, low unemployment, high stock market, high consumer confidence, everyone feeling good. You're going to go out and you're going to purchase that couch. Um, so fourth quarter comps up 7.6, which is huge for them. West Elm did another 13.9. And I know I just said nobody can do the double digit comps for forever, but somehow West Elm is continuing to do so. And they've done for several years in a row now. I don't know how much longer they can even hold it, but that trend of the mid-century modern that's like fairly affordable it's not on the cheapest end. It's not on the most expensive end. It's kind of right there in that sweet spot um, is still holding up. So West Elm with the 13.9 comp. Pottery Barn itself even had 6.7. The teens and kids were 7.9. And then even Williams and Sonoma, which is mostly like food items, the coffee maker, those mixers, um, kitchen-ish knives and things. Uh, Williams and Sonoma up 3.3%. So they also just reported earnings. What did they see? They have the stores shut now. Um, they did see a surge in online when the shutdown began, but that's now two or three weeks ago now. Will that hold up? We don't know. But what were they buying? They said they saw people buying things. They didn't exactly tell us, but things that uh, would make sheltering at home pleasurable. So if your coffee shop is shut down or you like literally can't leave your house to, to buy any kind of food item, you may buy that really expensive uh, espresso machine, coffee maker, anything like that, that um, makes it easier for you to cook and make things at home. So they might be selling a lot of those kinds of items because they did see a surge in online. 
So that uh, makes me hopeful about Williams and Sonoma. And then I get a lot of questions of, you know, who's going to be buying furniture when this is all over? Well, we may see a lot of changes in people's behavior and people wanting to buy new things for their home because they've been stuck in it, stuck in it for a month or two months. I don't know about you, but I've been looking around going, Ooh, I really don't like that chair or Ooh, I really don't like, you know, that lamp or why do I have that? Because we're staring at it all the time. So uh, I do think people may be buying uh, new items. They may be buying, you know, a work at home desk because now they're going to work at home more or they just want to bring in some newer things because they weren't really paying attention that they had some old furniture. So we don't know yet what the trend is going to be, but I'm betting my money that West Elm is going to be doing pretty well here. So what have the shares been doing? They're down 41%, I think I have. It's either 41 or 47. It's a little tricky here. They're getting killed down year to date. They were down even more dramatically before the earnings. They did see a pop off the earnings report. Um, still attractive valuations. PEs back down to 13 right here. They do pay a dividend and they have not cut it, yielding 4.5%. They have 430 million in cash and another 500 million in credit. They have a share buyback. They did not cancel it. And on the call, they said they may be inclined to buy some shares if it's a real bargain for their shareholders to do so with that money. So um, yeah, stores are closed. I'm not sure if they furloughed. Um, just about everybody in retail is furloughing their employees now which doesn't sound as bad as you might think because furloughed employees now can get unemployment through the new disaster aid bill. So um, those employees, they're hoping come back once they're able to reopen the stores. So market cap, 2.95 billion. So this is a mid cap company, but good management, able to keep that dividend going for right now. And one of the hottest furniture brands in the business, Williams and Sonoma WSM. Okay, the fourth one might be surprising to some of you because it is surprising to me, but I also listened in on part of this conference call um, just recently, and I'm surprised at how well this company is doing. It's Oxford Industries. Nobody knows it. Nobody pays any attention. Ticker OXM. This is also the clothing side. They own Lily Pulitzer, super hot brand, Tommy Bahama. That's been a well-regarded brand for years, and Southern Tide also popular brand, especially in the South. And they've always done well with Lily Pulitzer, got real hot a couple of years ago with the resort wear and a lot of people buying for beach vacations and stuff because that's the type of uh, clothing that they have. Now, they have uh, closed the stores, they furloughed people, but they do have a large store online business that most people don't give them credit for. So last year, they even said for the full year, their online sales were up 10% and are now 23% of total revenues. So they're keeping those online sales still going. And um, so they are seeing some stuff come in, but still uh, not good with the stores closed. But they pay a dividend and get this, they have paid a dividend every quarter since 1960. So that's a long time to be paying a dividend. Dividend aristocrat here, they did cut it to conserve some cash. But normally when you see this kind of cut and they paid a dividend for that long, they'll take it down to like a penny or two pennies because that keeps the dividend 
but um, you know, saves the most money. But that's not what Oxford did. They went from 37 cents to 25 cents. So still quite significant dividend. And with the shares pulling back here, now down 55% year to date, um, it's yielding 2.8% still, even with the cut. So don't look at Zacks.com because we haven't updated the dividend yet. But Yahoo Finance has the $1 annual dividend now is yielding 2.8% here. They uh, have 52 million in cash. They are small cap. They only have 564 million market cap. So they got 52 million in cash and they have tapped their revolving credit facility for 200 million. They have 325 on it. So that gives them a little bit more in case they need to get at that. So um, yeah, Oxford Industries, their fourth quarter comps, this was holiday again for them up 4%. So that's very solid. I know I just threw out the 20% from Lulu. They killed it. And those other comps from Williams and Sonoma, they killed it. But 4% for apparel retailer holiday is very good. So Oxford Industries, um, another uh, kind of hidden retail gem out there that not many might know about. And this one, it is Zach's number five strong sell right now. And that's because they just reported. They uh, withdrew guidance, so there's no guidance, but all the analysts slashed the estimates for this year, of course, which everybody's gonna have happen. And full year, this fiscal year went from 453 to 257. And it may go down even further. We don't know. That's all. We're all, we're all in the same boat. We all wait and see, right? So earnings expected to decline 40% this year. Not a surprise. So the E side is down, still trading with the PE of 14, even with the E side being down. So still cheap and you get a dividend for your troubles. So Oxford Industries, OXM. And then we're gonna round it up with one of the other retail beasts, uh, that's what I call it, and it's Home Depot, ticker HD, and these shares now down 18% year to date. They're off the worst of their sell-off here so far when I'm recording this in the first week of April, but still on sale. PE is now 18. And they do pay a dividend yielding 3.2%. No talk of that being cut. Um, they're still an essential retailer. I think most of their stores are still open. And if you think about what I said about Williams and Sonoma, the same thing kind of holds true of Home Depot. Once we're past this crisis, and once we can go out and shop and do things in the stores, Home Depot is probably going to be a beneficiary of several areas, including, uh, you know, just home renovations again. They were already having that boom before, but now we're staring at our kitchens and baths for quite some time now. <laughs> so if you kept your job and you feel okay with that, um, you've got some cash maybe on hand. Home remodeling is maybe what you're going to do in the second half of this year, right? You want your home to be beautiful and um, you realize right now that maybe you've been neglecting it. So you might be doing some more home remodeling. Also on the gardening side, right now the spring is their big season when everybody buys those flowers and plants and things. And so um, being around that beauty is maybe what a lot of us want right now. And so people could be investing quite considerably in their backyards and into their gardens going forward. Heck, maybe even buying those seeds to grow your own food out there 
a lot of lessons are going to be learned from this crisis and Home Depot could be the beneficiary there. So again, trading at 18 times, it is cheaper than where it was. It's not the cheapest of the cheap. So you're not getting a a real huge deal here on the shares, but they have pulled back 18%. So if you liked them before, now may be the time to start a position or add a position in one of the best retails retailers out there in Home Depot. Now, what about some of the others? Um, I get questions all the time about, as I mentioned early in the podcast, about the stocks you know that have been really beaten down, the turnarounds. I'm talking about JCPenney, right? JCP is a ticker, Macy's, ticker M, J. Jill, ticker J-I-L-L, um, Asina Group, that's Ann Taylor and Ann Taylor Loft, A-S-N-A, Gap, G-P-S. Um, some of those, a lot, have been struggling. What about Express, E-X-P-R? Um, Fossil, F-O-S-L, they have retail stores. What, you know, some of them not so good before. I don't want to buy them even on sale because I want to buy the strength. And certainly the ones that were having negative comps for the uh, fourth quarter, including JCPenney, for instance, that's a no-go. A lot of them have tapped revolvers. They furloughed employees now. I'm not saying any of these are going under imminently at all, but if I'm an investor, I'm an actual owner. I'm not day trading these stocks. I'm I'm owning it. I, you know, I want to be an owner and have it be around for a while. If I'm that person, which I hope most of you are, then I'm going with the best names. I'm not going with the ones where they may or may not have a CEO. They, you know, are trying new products. They have a new marketing plan, whatever it is. No, in a crisis, go for the best. Now, what about like companies like Ross and TJ Maxx? Both of them have, were killing it into this and they're both on the apparel side. Um, I like them. I just didn't cover them in this podcast. But both of them have some areas of strength. TJ Maxx, it makes me a little nervous that they got that, um, you know, home goods division that's mainly in the stores. Those are going to be shut down. But again, anything with the home, you're going to want to beautify your house, I think, after this is over. So you're going to be buying some, uh, you know, new pillows and new other things. And even if you think you might be working from home more, you may be buying, um, you know, things for a home office more from like a home goods. So I do still like both of those stocks and um, nothing wrong with uh, checking those out as well. R-O-S-T, I think is Ross Stores and TJ Maxx is TJ, well, it's TJ X and Companies is the name of the company. I was just call it TJ Maxx. They also own Marshalls. TJX is the ticker there, uh, but go for the best. And I'm going to recap those stocks again. I own three of them, uh, Ulta, ULTA, Lululemon, LULU, Williams and Sonoma, WSM. I own those three, Home Depot, HD, and Oxford Industries, kind of the sleeper one, but you're getting the dividend to hold on. OXM is the ticker there. And as always, I'm gonna try to bring you as many value stocks as I can every week. And we're gonna be covering other areas that are getting hit hard in this crisis. We have to have something to think about 
other than um, everything else in the news right now. So I'm here to focus on stocks and investing and looking for hope on the other side when this is over, because it will be over. We will get through it. So um, we just got to hang in there. Stay safe, you and your family. And as always, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, of course. We're on Spotify. Both, we have our own show over there, the Value Investor Podcast, or you can get two for one on the SoundCloud under the Zach's Market Edge. I'm also covering a lot of stocks that um, you know are getting hit or where opportunities are on the market edge as well so get two for one on soundcloud but be sure to get us somewhere and i'll be back again next week with some more value stocks this material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment legal accounting or tax advice or a recommendation to buy sell or hold a security do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal tax or accounting counsel publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney client relationship no recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor it should not be assumed that any investments in securities companies sectors or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.